record on the various things that I'm recording on. So tonight we are recording the show to go out anytime. We're recording live on the Book of Face. Hello, Facebook. Um, and this evening, we are, you know, if you are listening, we're going to dive deep into some of the deeply, deeply shady elements of your Facebooks and your Googles and your YouTubes um, that really undermine the sovereignty of the hu human species. And we are going to be looking at also how that is all a part of something very beautiful, very powerful, and yet something deeply challenging that is unfolding on this planet. And that is the concept of ascension. It is a, it, the, the word has come into common parlance more and more over the last year or so. Um, it's still quite niche. And when I say quite, I mean very. Essentially, there are myths throughout the world that talk of a golden age. They say that way back in the day, uh, we used to have a golden age um, and that we are now heading into another one. And that kind of, the, the whole 2012 furora uh, really sparked the start of this next golden age. And it wasn't just, oh, the world's going to end. Actually, it was the start of a new cycle. So uh, it is very, very good to have you with us. And this evening is going to be in the format of unwrapping the wrap of performing one of my pieces for you guys and then diving into what that means, delving into the lines, unpicking the facts, the figures. And it is so good to be here. I love being live in the studio. And how are you doing? If you're, if you're watching on the old book of face, please let me know. Stick a comment. How are you doing right now? What, maybe you saw the little description. What brought you here? Was it the mention of grieving? Was it the mention of ancient technologies? Was it the mention of cryptocurrencies, perhaps? Because all of this is connected. And we're going to be exploring how an incredible confluence of different aspects from throughout the entire scope of society, the planet, the people, um, is coming together. And perhaps we can't see it. And Paul Hawken gave voice to it uh, in his book, Blessed Unrest. He spoke of this you know, it's the greatest movement in human history and yet no one can really uh, conceptualise it because it is tiny dots on the map all over the world uh, working for a better world. And that's really what we're seeing with Ascension as well, I believe, is that um, these little technology shifts here, this little bit of awakening here, this piece of ceremonial work there, all of these are coming together to provide the map and the groundwork for us to make what I heard today described as a phase shift in human existence. And so I'm really excited to share with you my take on this phase shift because, let's be real, very likely nothing less than a total reimagining of what it means to be human and what it means to be living on planet Earth will suffice to ensure the human race thrives and survives. So, that's the, that's the preamble. My name is George Chadwick. You are tuned in to The Sovereign Human Show. And if you're watching live, welcome, good evening. Don't you dare go anywhere because it's time to dive into the live performance that is going to form the backbone of our evening together. And this is a piece called Ascension Coding. And yeah, it, uh, it really moved me when I created it. Uh, it was a profound found healing tool for me when I created it and so I really look forward to, to sharing this with you and to then unwrapping it as we go through the next hour.
So here we go. This is Ascension coding. Activating Ascension coding. Planetary healing now downloading. Accessing the frequencies of source to be transmuting all the greed and force, pouring forth as an empty vessel, all the ease and the grace and the love so special, levelling the playing field like crypto futures, channeling compassion like the Lotus Sutra, using these gifts so divinely assigned of passionate purpose combined with rhyme, uniquely assigned for divining the vibe and the rise of the tribe that has been prophesied, reminding your mind, your body your soul, your heart, your spirit, your infinite whole, that you hold the keys to unlimited growth and you hold the keys to our deepest hope. From the I to the we via rise of the she. Liberation through awakened femininity, breaking us free from the suffering addiction to be present to our truth, no fear or restriction. Living from our hearts, giving of the spark, there's our one in the all of love's infinite parts, marking this time, of planetary healing, as the founder races rise in a time of revealing, grieving for the old we have had to let die, so as beings of light we could wholly ignite. It's time for an earth beyond profits and sales, as we channel that wisdom of the dolphins and whales, hailing each other as sister and brother, and the world as ourself and the world as our lover, connected to each other in ecstasy and awe as the purest lived expressions of the highest source. So come now, gather for the dance. I know it seems senseless and oh so hard. I know your head's hurting and your heart feels fried and I know there are times when you break down and cry and I bless those tears. They are tears for the earth. Tears that renew and help to lift every curse that has been placed on us over eons of time by those who sought the dark and extinction of light. But I and I are rising now and vibing one love. And if you resonate the frequencies, I know that we're enough. For you have come here like so many souls to ground your healing through the unique role of you, yourself your purest essence, your every thought, word and deed is an awesome blessing. Yes, that is the revolution. Right here in your hands. It's as simple as put your heart into healing the place where we stand. So that was Ascension Coding. And how did that land for you? What was... What was present for you? What were the highlights? And if you're, if you're watching the video, please pop a comment. What really spoke to you from that piece? I really want to ensure that if there is a possibility, an opportunity of an open dialogue this evening, or whenever you are watching this, that we really open that space up. Because make no mistake, we are in the most beautiful moment that our species has possibly ever known. And it is our blessed, sacred, brutal duty, as the poem says there, to ground our healing through the unique role of you. See, I believe that the reason we each have this unique fingerprint, try that again, shall I? This unique fingerprint printed all over us, this unique DNA code, this unique retina, all of these markers that signify that 
out of the billions upon this planet and likely the billions and billions throughout this cosmos. There is none that has been or ever will be or is as you. And the odds against you existing are in the region of 200 to 400 trillion to 1. You shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. We are near a statistical impossibility. And yet here we are. So what should we do with that? That truth, that knowledge, that gift. Well, should we dive in? Let's do it. So, one of the most incredible things that's happened to me in the last six months is uh, literally feels like an initiation into the subtler energies, vibrations and frequencies that uh, make up this, this physical world that we experience. And uh, it was begun with some very, very powerful ceremonial work with the folks from uh, Genesis uh, Holistic Healthcare, uh, dear brother Christoph Melchizedek. And what I experienced through some of the most profound grieving and trauma healing that I've ever experienced was the total unlocking of the left-hand side of my body. And so when I say activating ascension coding, planetary healing now downloading, accessing the frequencies of source to be transmuting all the greed and force, I am calling upon what I now know to be a world of energy, a world filled with beings that we can't see, but who are very much there. We can perceive, we can sense them. And I'm also stating my absolute certain intent to be of service and to draw down and ground into this planet, into this moment, whatever healing may be available for those who are hearing the poem that is to come. And ascension coding is what are the codes, what are the holons that may help to bring forth this new world that we so dearly need and we so deeply long for. As we say, transmuting all the greed and force, and that is that there is a path, a higher truth, where this division, this polarity does not have to be as it is. We can choose a higher path. And for me, the key to that is, as it says next, pouring forth as an empty vessel, all the ease and the grace and a love so special. And so I was with dear Dipika, who is one of the founders of Genesis Healthcare. And also with Alea Melchizedek and these beautiful kind of embodiments of uh, this soft yet immeasurably powerful feminine force um, and beauty as well. They really spoke to this truth that is so profound and yet so often ignored. That suffering is on so many levels a choice. We be conditioned by this dominator mindset that has been uh, predicated upon our planet for the last 5,000 years or so. That suffering and 
the path of mastery uh, is necessarily uh, an inexorable, inevitable part of the unfolding journey. And yet there are many traditions that speak of, whether in these terms or other terms, the beauty way. And that is this absolute understanding that grace does exist. That there are moments when some might call it the universe, some might call it God, some might call it love, where things seem to align and click into place. And from that place, from that moment of synergy, what seems like absolute magic can unfold. And I really took that on board because my default mode up until that point had been to assume that I would have to deeply suffer to achieve and create anything of value. And there is an element to this where some form of struggle, some form of challenge is a beautiful and wonderful thing. And I hope you listened to last week's episode with my dear brother, Harry Price. And he talked about the sacrifices necessary to bring a powerful and beautiful business that changes lives into the world. And yet, what do we have in that word sacrifice? The etymology of that very term is to make sacred. And so it even acknowledges that in the struggle, there is something graceful. There is something of magic and mystery within the process of stepping up to a challenge. And this for me is where the idea of play can really come in, is that we can choose to experience suffering and struggle, or we can choose to experience wonderful, uh, enlivening challenge and um, an opportunity to rise and be more than we were. Um, so that, that really is, is what that um, speaking to the ease and the grace aspect is that if I believe that my life can unfold with ease and grace and that there may be times when it is absolutely the right thing for me to be challenged, then wonderful, bring that on. So the next line is dive into actually what might this new way look like? What might this ascended species and planet look like? Well, leveling the, fl- leveling the playing field like crypto futures, channeling compassion like the Lotus Sutra. So uh, for many people, cryptocurrency is some kind of fad or some poorly understood um, you know, piece of scammy technology. Yet for those who've really dug into it, for those who've really taken the time to dig beneath the technology and the language, what is presented is perhaps the greatest opportunity in the entirety of human history for us as a species to reclaim our personal and planetary sovereignty because we can reclaim sovereignty over our uh, method of economic transaction. Because at the moment, and if you want to know more about this, I really encourage you to check out uh, my dear friend Simon Dixon's, uh, well, his company, Bank to the Future. Um, but he's on YouTube uh, talking about how we have no sovereignty over our money. And if you want to know this, simply go into a bank. And if you're lucky enough to have that much in the account, try and take out £10,000 in cash. And the assumption is that you're probably some kind of terrorist or some kind of criminal. Yet this is your money. Why should you not be able to take out £10,000 without any questions being asked? And if you're there saying, well, yes, but it might be used for negative... That's the conditioning of a system that wants you to believe 
that you cannot be trusted to have sovereignty over your life and particularly over your economic life. And that's just not okay. And cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Litecoin, and these others that are unfolding now in the space offer us the possibility to own our own money and to decide what we do with it without any interference between some middlemen. And that means that if I were to want to uh, sell this T-shirt to someone I've never met in Africa or in India or in New Zealand, suddenly I could do that without the need for any other checks beside an agreement between us and some digital bits uh, passing across the cyberspace airwaves. And that is an amazing new opportunity. And it frees up the possibility that we as a species can experience levels of wholesome growth that we may never have had the chance to before because our entire system has been built around limitations and control. And I know I'm delivering this on the Facebook platform, but make no mistake, the Libra coin, the Facebook coin, that is absolutely a centralized authoritarian approach to trying to hijack this uh, cryptocurrency movement that could be such a source of liberation. And we then dive into uh, the next lyrics. Just got to get there. Using these gifts so divinely assigned of passionate purpose combined with rhyme. And this is me just stepping up and celebrating how I want to be a part of this new world. And I believe that we each have a dance that we want to dance and a dance that the world needs. And if we can surrender and let go of how we think it has to happen, the dance we want to dance and the dance the world needs will combine and be absolutely aligned. And so this is me stating that intention and celebrating the fact that I just love to create rhymes. And when I'm in a certain state, that flow state, that in the zone moment, the rhymes come through me. They are, it's not a creation process that I have barely anything to do with. They literally are coming through. And this, this was the case here. Just listen to this again. There's no way I'm good enough to create something like this. Using these gifts so divinely assigned of passionate purpose combined with rhyme. Uniquely assigned for divining the vibe of the rise of the tribe that has been prophesied. That is ridiculous. Um, and so if you can catch the, the kind of when I really speed up there. Uniquely aligned for divining the vibe of the rise of the tribe that has been prophesied and what that speaks to is the is these myths that i spoke about at the start um, and if you want to kind of dive deeper into this david wilcock has got a series of videos on youtube that are really really good about the historical precedence for this idea of ascension and ascension simply being this absolute phase shift in human existence and earthly existence on planet earth um, whereby our experience of life as one with our brothers and sisters of the sea of the land of the trees of the rocks we come into communion with all life um, and I've just finished a wonderful book by Stephen Kotler called uh, The Last Tango in Cyberspace and the, the the central premise of the novel and it's a beautiful work of fiction but it's grounded very much in the latest cutting-edge research of where these different elements of social trends and ecological statistics might be leading. 
which is that if we can harness and access a level of empathy previously unseen on our planet before, then we stand a very good chance of making this phase shift, uh, into the, of ascending into this new way. And the, the final lines of the first verse really just land the idea that this is all about you and it's all about us. So we are the tribe that has been prophesied that is rising in this time. And the, uh, the episode we have with Cherish around her awakening journey and seeing how quickly this process of awakening can be, can be sparked in a person and seeing how totally different a life can be as a result um, is, a, is a single microcosm of the macrocosmic process that is unfolding. And so uh, reminding your mind, your body and your soul, your heart, your spirit and your infinite whole essentially just reminding all of you uh, that you hold the keys to unlimited growth, i.e. your awakening potential exists right now, and you hold the keys to our deepest hope, which is that if you can awaken, if you can have the courage to do the hard things, to turn the tap, to grieve, to go into the darkness and seek that light and that gold that is there for you, then together, if enough of us can do that, we have a chance to make this phase shift, particularly as we head into verse 2. From the I to the we via rise of the she. And this speaks to, and you know, I hold my hands up and say that I know not a huge amount about the, the deep ins and outs of things like the Me Too movement. Um, but I do know, uh, you know, from conversations with family members and with female friends that there is this absolute surge within the business world, within the political world, within the social network sphere of uh, a greater recognition of the importance of the feminine. And I don't just say that as women, because I spoke right at the start that I experienced the entire unlocking through this ceremonial work, through this grieving of my left side of my body which is associated with the feminine. And it was really the awakening of empathy, of a sense of the subtler elements of life, of how to nurture and care for myself, of dance and of movement and of reveling in beauty for beauty's sake. All of these qualities that, if they can truly awaken and establish on this planet in this time, give us a chance because the rise of the feminine and for me, and I welcome you know, people in the comments to savage me if they disagree, but is a rise of greater compassion, is the rise of the possibility that beauty for the sake of beauty is enough, that a tree has worth as a tree, not just as something cut down and then turned into lumber and cabinets, that a whale in the sea is more valuable than a whale on a fishing boat that stands to make the fishing boat owners a million pounds in sales. The rise of the feminine on this planet, which is integrating, really, really offers us the possibility to open our hearts in empathy. And for me, it was a breaking open. You know, I've spoken about the uh, beautiful transition from being married to now being on a path of exploring a new type of connection and a love that I never thought could be possible because my heart literally was broken open through the grieving, opening up to empathy and 
now uh, and also a sense of self-love and from that place to now be able to love in a way that takes my breath away and so that's I guess that's my personal experience of the rise of the she in me and I, I hope it really is happening out in the wider world as well uh, because here's what it might offer us. And I spoke of Dipika and Alea at the start, you know, challenging me on this, this need to experience suffering all the time. I to the weaver, rise of the she, liberation through awakened femininity, breaking us free from the suffering addiction to be present to our truth, no fear or restriction. And that's if I can let go of the belief that I have to suffer. Then I can be deeply present to what is the gifts of my heart? What do I really want to be here? How do I want to show up on this planet? If my being good enough is not precedented, not predicated on some deep suffering, but I can just be here as I am, lovable, loved, loving, then I can know what I may be. And the next line speak to that. Living from the heart, giving of your spark, that's your one in the all of love's infinite parts. And this speaks to a vision I had, uh, like a download, this like daydream explosion, guest out uh, of what synergy is. And synergy for me is love in action. It is the expression and experience of love, of divinity, of source through each of us. And from the work of people like Professor Peter Corning and uh, the great, I want to say, botanist, uh, ecologist, biologist, zoologist, dear God, tell, like, I hope I get that right in some way, shape or form, um, E.O. Wilson. They looked at the animal kingdom ants and understood that the capacity for us to create something more than we could ever do individually comes from actually division of labor and the ultimate division of labor as we gave voice to at the start is for you to be here to exist to be this one in 200 to 400 trillion chance of even existing at all you are unique and there are billions and billions throughout this cosmos who are unique. So if ever there was an example of profound division of labor, there it is in life itself. And we each have a piece of that spark, that uniqueness, that source. And we have gifts to give that only we are capable of giving. Um, so <laughs> I should breathe a minute here. Jesus, you can tell I, I, I love this stuff. And the next lines actually came from a deep place. Again, they came through. Marking this time of planetary healing as the founder races rise in a time of revealing. And this speaks to the idea that uh, we are in this unique time and Earth itself is healing. And one thing I'd invite you to check out is the idea of uh, the grand solar minimum. That Earth actually may be headed into a cooling period. So I don't dispute that climate change is happening. 
I very much dispute whether carbon is the enemy and whether warming is the possibility. Uh, I think there's very strong evidence that suggests we are heading into a cooling period. Um, similar to the Maunder Minimum, you can check that out, uh, when it was cold enough that we could actually have entire markets, street markets, on the Thames ice, River Thames ice. And what might that signify? Well, for anyone who has done any work with uh, psychedelics, you will know that very often, as the, uh, as the psychedelics kick in, you may experience, and this has been the case for me, a profound drop in body temperature. And those who studied this suggest that this is actually your frequency elevating, your, your, the energy fields that make up your body elevating in frequency. And it certainly appears that this ascension process that we are going through is uh, going to be synonymous with a raise and elevation in frequency for ourselves and therefore, of course, also for our planet. So for me, it really speaks to the possibility this planetary healing is a rise in frequency. It is a cooling, therefore, that we may experience for a period as the healing frequencies kick in, if you like. And who is the psychedelics helping the planet to do its healing? It's us. How can we hold the highest levels of love for each other and for our planet? How can we serve in the deepest and truest possible way? That's the work. Uh, and then next one, as the founder races rise in a time of revealing. Uh, and that simply speaks to this idea that we have had. And this is, this is my, if I had a gripe at all with some of the intellectuals who are doing profoundly brilliant work on the deep ecology, the systems theory, looking at the fundamental shutdowns of our different ecosystems that are likely within the next few generations if we don't change our ways. One of the things that uh, it's predicated on, I love that word, predicated, it's coming out a lot tonight, is the idea that we are in an unprecedented time. And in many ways that is true. Yet it's also based upon an assumption. Because the, the evidence that is coming out now, year upon year, for the existence of a high civilization on planet Earth in prehistory, um, is becoming pretty overwhelming. So for us to suggest that we have never had on this planet a global culture, a global civilization before, I'm just not sure we can make that assertion with any degree of certainty. And that's really important um, because it suggests that we are in a position to look back differently on our myths, on our history, and look at them perhaps as the encoded wisdom of a high civilization. And you need only look at the alignments of the pyramids of Stonehenge, um, of the way they represent proportionally the circumference of the earth, the distance of the earth to the moon, um, to recognize that we were dealing in ancient times with people who were capable of building vast monuments that we cannot do today. Let's be, let's be real. We have no way of building the Great Pyramid um, to the degree of accuracy, alignment um, that has been achieved with the monument itself, even with all our technologies. So we are dealing with um, a civilization in prehistory that knew more than we did about certain things. And therefore, perhaps... If we are willing 
to look at the myths they speak of. Look at the Edfu texts that talk of civilizing wise people who came after a great deluge from a high civilization to rebirth their world, among other things. Perhaps we have clues that might help us ward off what could be the coming, coming cataclysms and actually turn this, this catastrophe that could be arriving and turn it into an opportunity for, like we say, a phase shift, this ascension process. And of course, it creates a huge amount of fear when we hear that within three generations, we may experience total ecosystem collapse. And of course, it is very scary to look at the stats that say polarization is on the rise. Uh, right wing inhospitable thinking is on the rise. Uh, actually, left wing inhospitable thinking is on the rise as well. So we had you know, this time of absolute great polarity. Yet, maybe it's an opportunity. As we draw on these, these ancient wisdom, these ancient myths, these ancient races that came before, perhaps there is an opportunity to take this polarization and from it, find a heart in the center, find a heart at the heart of it that is something more than we could have imagined. And the next line really looks into what that might look like. And it speaks to my personal process and was deeply healing. Grieving for the old that we have had to let die, so as beings of light we could wholly ignite. And I wrote this at a time when I was in the depths of the transition from being what I thought would be a lifelong husband to the incredible woman that is fan, to now me, George, uh, <laughs> uh, sometimes single father and uh, revolutionary poet. Uh, and I was being broken, broken, broken open by grief. And yet, even as it was happening, I understood that something very beautiful was happening because every time the tears poured and the rasping sobs came from the depths of my belly and my lungs, afterwards there was this unbelievable clarity and quality of peace that, yeah, I, I don't really have words for. And the sense I have is that this is what is coming on a planetary level. So, uh... <coughs> Get ready. Get ready. Yeah, we are, if we are to experience and activate the levels of empathy, excuse me, that we will need to care for our earth in the way that she needs caring for, to care for each other, to find this, these levels of love, to find these new solutions, it will have to be grounded in a level of empathy that we have not had yet. So, that is why the grieving is coming, I believe. And I see it more and more in people. I see people having conversations where they are bursting into tears because just the, the dam has burst. They've been holding on to this old system and this old way of doing things that is so, so profoundly broken. And their system, their soul, their body is saying no more. Um, and the next lines head into speak of that empathy. It is time for an earth beyond profit and sales where we channel that wisdom from the dolphins and whales. This idea that the Cetitians have been on this planet for millions of years prior to us 
and that dolphins and whales are some of the only creatures also that play and that they can communicate with us. The number of times dolphins have saved drowning human beings. We know that they have a sentience way beyond what we previously thought. And therefore they can offer us a way forward if we can be open to receiving their communication, if we can open ourselves empathetically to connect with them. And what that will take is letting go of this model of growth for sake of growth, of this industrial, mechanical, reductionist, materialist society built on fear, built on control, built on profits and sales and finding a new way where our first and foremost consideration has to be the health of the planet and the health of our souls, of our hearts. And if we can do that, we have a chance. And if we can do that, if we can activate that empathy, then we have a chance to be connected to each other in ecstasy and awe as the purest lived expressions of the highest source. And just to track back a few lines I missed there. Um, with the world as ourself and the world as our lover. And hailing each other as sister and brother. So suddenly this polarity, this division dissolves away. We hail each other as sister and brother. And we see the world as ourself and the world as our lover. And this really speaks to the work of Joanna Macy, who is a Buddhist scholar and a systems theorist, um, who work the work that reconnects an incredible book about different process work and ceremonies that can help us really open not just to our personal grief but to the to the collective grief that we hold for what is being done to our planet because what is done to our planet is done to ourselves as well and if we can recognize that if we can experience the world as ourself and the world as our lover the world as something to to dance with to make love with by creating beautiful art from the chalk of the cliffs, from carving a beautiful bowl from a fallen tree. All of these offer us a way to experience the world as our lover. And how could we ever desecrate our lover's body? Think of a love you have experienced. Think of the most beautiful sex you've experienced. Think of yourself tracing your fingers over his or her or their body. Think of your lips on their soft skin. And now know that every step you take, our earth receives as such a kiss, as such a trace of fingertips upon her. How could we fill her waters with poison then? How could we chop her forests for our beef then? How could we kill her children for our meat then? And so the final verse invites you, beautiful, unique soul, to come now, gather for the dance. I know it seems senseless and oh so hard. We are gathering. We are the tribe that has been prophesied and it is our time. It is your time. Your gifts, your greatest joy, the thing you most love is the thing the world most needs. So come now, gather for the dance 
And yes, in the face of the vast military-industrial complex where we spend enough in a single day to cure world hunger for a year, we spend enough on killing ourselves in a single day as would feed and clothe the entirety of the planet. <coughs> I know it seems senseless and oh so hard. And if you want to bring that love into the world, perhaps it is poetry, perhaps it is art, perhaps you have decided that you want to be some kind of healer, perhaps you have decided that you want to be the world's best freaking accountant. That shit's hard. Making that come true. You heard from Brother Harry last week. That shit is hard. And I know this. I wrote the freaking book on making a living and making a difference, doing what you love. And still, I come to the end of the month and look and go, oh shit, am I going to have enough? And that's okay for now, because it's hard. And I'm still learning. Yeah, it can seem senseless. It can seem hard. I know your head's hurting and your heart feels fried and I know there are times when you break down and cry. How could you not? If currently your only choice as a means of putting food, for, food on the table, providing for your children, providing for your family, is to get up each morning, seize your briefcase or the equivalent and head to your cubicle where you do work that you know ultimately will leave no legacy upon this planet, will do nothing to create more love in the world. And even if you're not shedding those tears literally, I know there's a part of you that weeps, weeps in your silent moments, weeps in your loneliness. And I bless those tears. I bless those tears. They are tears for the earth. Tears that renew and help to lift every curse that has been placed on her through eons of time by those who sought the dark and extinction of light. And as I dived into my grieving for my marriage, for the wife that I so incredibly loved, I saw too that every tear shed was in some ways also a beautiful celebration. A beautiful celebration of a thing of incredible beauty that was to be no more, through no fault of my own. And each tear that fell upon the ground I know was received by the earth as one of the most incredible gifts a person can ever give. So when that person in your life is no more, whether they have moved on through death or they have moved on from your home. I bless those tears. When you weep for the trees that have been felled or for the animals that have been slaughtered, I bless those tears. Because there is and has been a force upon this planet over eons of time for centuries, for millennia 
that has sought to limit our potential, that has sought to cause pain to people and planet because literally that's what they got off on. And it's not okay. And it's time is done. It's time is done. And if you are someone who enjoys, as I do, diving into the world of what people love to label as conspiracy theory, but that simply is a way of denigrating inconvenient facts. And I don't doubt that there are a lot of questionable facts and half-truths in that world. But there is also some absolutely indisputable truths and evidence that point to self-serving beings seeking control, wealth, power and fermenting fear on a grand scale for their own ends. And their time is done. Because I and I are rising now and vibing one love and if you resonate the frequencies I know that we're enough. And I have no idea where those lines came from when they, uh, when they came through in the writing and creating process. But I do have a sense they speak to this ongoing connection that I have no explanation for but that seems to come through around Rastafari, around this idea of one love, that no matter your race, colour, creed, gender, orientation, sexuality, uh, food preferences, <laughs> whatever it may be, we are one. And if we can be one love, well, then we have a chance for something special. Because you have come here, like so many souls, to ground your healing through the unique role of you. Yourself. Your purest essence. Your every thought, word and deed is an awesome blessing. And we heard these lines at the start. You are this unique being. You are unique out of all that ever is, was and will be. And life does not make mistakes. The odds of life existing are infinitesimally small and yet life teems throughout this cosmos and it teems upon this planet. And you have come here with the gifts that only you can give, with the healing that only you can give and the only thing you need to do to give that healing is to be you, yourself, your purest essence. Be the love that you are. Because that is the revolution. Right there in your hands. It's as simple as put your heart into healing the place where you stand. And that is a simple reminder to let you know that first and foremost this starts with energy. This starts with intent. If you can stand and say, let there be love. Let these feet send love into the earth and let these hands send love into the heavens and let this heart send love into the world. That is enough. And of course, you will be called into action. But first, 
comes the intention. First comes the frequency you hold. Hold that love. Be that love. And from that love, your next step will be clear. Start this business. Create this art. Speak to this person. All of it built upon that foundation of love. And how you express that love will be unique to you. There is no one like you. So that was Ascension Coding Unwrapped. And I want to check in that we've we touched on everything I spoke of. Cryptocurrency, yes. Feminine Awakening, yes. Grieving, yes. Ancient technologies and archaeology, yes. Good. So shall we hear the piece one more time now that we've unwrapped it, now that we, we know what's involved? And I'm thinking even maybe to stand up and just belt it out. Is that going to work? Let's see. Activating ascension coding. Planetary healing now downloading. Accessing the frequencies of source to be transmuting all the greed and force. Pouring forth as an empty vessel. All the ease and the grace and a love so special. Leveling the playing fields like crypto futures. Channeling compassion like the Lotus Sutra. Using these gifts so divinely assigned of passionate purpose defined through rhyme. Uniquely assigned for divining the vibe of the rise of the tribe that has been prophesied. Reminding your mind, your body, your soul, your heart, your spirit, your infinite whole. That you hold the keys to unlimited growth and you hold the keys to our deepest hope. Oh mother, hear us calling. We, your children, seek healing. O Mother, hear us calling. We, your children, seek healing. Fire, fire, your love is our fire. Fire. Fire, your love is our fire. From the I to the we via rise of the she. Liberation through awakened femininity. Breaking us free from the suffering addiction. To be present to our truth, no fear or restriction. Living from our hearts. Giving of the spark that's our one in the all of love's infinite parts. Marking this time of planetary healing. As the founder races rise in this time of revealing. Grieving for the old that we have had to let die. So as beings of light we could wholly ignite. It's time for an earth beyond profits and sales. As we channel that wisdom of the dolphins and whales. Hailing each other as sister and brother. And the world as ourself. And the world as our lover. Connected to each other in ecstasy and awe. As the purest lived expression of the highest source. Oh, Mother, hear us calling. We, your children, seek healing. Oh, Mother, hear us calling. We, your children, seek healing. Fire, fire, your love. Is our fire.
fire, fire, your love is our fire. So come now, gather for the dance. I know it seems senseless and oh so hard. I know your head's hurting and your heart feels fried. I know there are times when you break down and cry and I bless those tears. They are tears for the earth. Tears that renew and help to lift every curse that has been placed on us over eons of time by those who sought the dark and extinction of light. But I and I are rising now and vibe in one love. And if you resonate the frequencies, I know that we're enough because you have come here like so many souls to ground your healing through the unique role of you, yourself, your purest essence. Your every thought, word and deed is a purest blessing. Yes, that is the revolution right there in your hands. It's as simple as put your heart into healing the place where you stand. And on that basis can man, woman and child re-embrace the nature of the beautiful wild with no need to be filed or data protected, knowing all life is by love so completely connected. So that was... Ascension Coding, and I added a little bit in there at the end from, uh, from another poem uh, called The Reenchantment of Gaia. And it actually occurs to me that we've got a little bit of time. I think I could share that poem with you in good time. Should we do that? Should we do that? So it goes like this it's called The Reenchantment of Gaia, and it's the idea about bringing back the magic into the world. All that you are, it's all you can be. So be what you love until all of you's free. All that you seek is all you will find. And magic will be if you've magic in mind. So let your heart voice its truth. Let your life be the proof. You care not just for yourself, but for our old and our youth. Let your actions be judged. But may your soul be forgiving. For we all make mistakes in this age that we're living where our every moment has meaning, has hope, has screaming. Yet even in stream and stone you'll find love's spirit is dreaming. And our means for healing? Simple. Just smiles and laughter. Our constant focus as we motion to avert disaster and earth's price to be paid? It may well be our lives. But the greatest journeys are the ones taken inside. And the stakes, they will rise. There's no doubting that. The challenge to come is knowing how to react. From the perspective of now, of this place and time, or as infinite souls who are born to shine. Love or fear. That's the simple choice. It's time to witness a species start using their voice. So don't think twice, don't even pause. It's one love all the way from Falmouth to the Glastonbury tour. And the more we seek to give out love in our lives, the greater our means to each live loving lives. And the, uh, So we give love to the hives and all our Earth's bees to heal this planet. Won't you guide us, we plead. It's time to blaze up the fires of need and rescue the seed. It's time to reignite Gaia. And replant the trees. See that is the revolution. Right there in your hands. It's as simple as put your heart into healing the place where you stand. 
And on that basis can man, woman and child re-embrace the nature of the beautiful wild with no need to be filed or data protected, knowing all life is by love so completely connected. Which is to be expected, because all that you are, it's all you can be. So be what you love until all of you's free. So brothers and sisters, I have been George Hardwick. This has been the Sovereign Human Radio Show. Until next week, stay sovereign, stay blessed. And I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. Be love. In praise you more Dre Dre